Welcome, welcome, and welcome, everybody, to the show. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari's show. It's 7 o'clock p.m. That is West Coast time. Yes, it is West Coast time, which makes it um, 10 o'clock on the East Coast and 9 o'clock in Texas. Yes, Texas time. We are live. Where do we begin? That's the question. Where do we begin? First off, I want to throw this out there. Had Farmer Boys today for lunch. I don't know if any of you have ever had Farmer Boys. Um, We just got one here in Los Angeles. It's in the Valley. I had to do my errands, and I must say, didn't like it. Did not like Farmer Boys. Didn't like it. Matter of fact, it gave me gave me the shits. Okay, but I'm going to be honest with you. It gave me the shits. I literally left the bathroom in the studio five minutes ago, and here we are on the live. Coincidence? I don't know. Half for lunch. I feel it still inside my intestines. I still feel it inside my bowels. (laughs) It's not a big fan of farmer boys. It's got a good look. It's got a good atmosphere inside. But the food, no good. The bun I had kind of broke apart when ate it, so it wasn't a fresh bun. It wasn't a fresh bun. The meat was overcooked. It was a bacon burger. The bacon was... Well, I think the bacon was dirtier than the normal bacon that is out there, because bacon's just filthy. I mean, it tastes good, uh, but bacon is filthy. Pigs are filthy. Pigs are dirty. So in turn, its meat is filthy and dirty. And the way they raise pigs is filthy and dirty. But pork is good. I don't know if the pork they used to make the bacon at Farmer Boys was good. And they might have actually slaughtered the pig got the bacon, and then marinated it in its own feces because it was no good. So if you get a chance to go to Farmer Boys, pass. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Pass. So there is our public service announcement. Yesterday we talked about Star Wars. And nocturnal animals. Uh, today, it's farmer boys, so don't go there. All right, now let's get to Muslims. Let's get to terrorists. Let's get to Trump. Let's get to Muslim registries. Let's get to all of that. So, now, I don't know. If it's a perfect storm 
but it sure seems like that is what it's shaping up to be. Now, let me explain. Three parts to this. So, you got this terrorist attack that happened in Germany. And now we know uh, it was perpetrated by Anis Amari. Anis Amari. Somebody who shouldn't have been in Germany. He should never have been in Germany. But because Germany has an open-door policy, because Andrea Merkel has been a complete failure to the people of Germany, this Anis Amari was allowed to basically do whatever he wanted. I mean, the guy was a criminal. The guy was in prison back in Italy. This guy was a bad guy, as Trump would say, a real bad dude. Or, or, hombre. <laughs> but the guy was. He should never have been able to fulfill in and out of Germany. Shouldn't have. So, you have an issue with open borders. And you're seeing terror attacks become the norm. So now you put that on the shelf. And we'll get back to what's going on in Germany and the updates. But I want to piece this together. So put that there. Now, in America... We basically have an open-door policy. I mean, let's face it. We, we have no immigration system. When you could go on social media and give a big middle finger to everybody and say, I'm an illegal. I just graduated from high school. I'm going to college. I got free money from the government. There's nothing any of you can do. So go get effed. We have an open door. Open borders. Policy. Plain and simple. Nobody wants to say it, but we do. Very similar to what is going on in Europe. Now, yesterday we talked about if we were in a situation like Germany is and France is and Italy is, even though nothing really happens in Italy. I think the terrorists know the mafia out there will hunt them down. <laughs> They'll hunt them down without murder. I think they get that, but another story. But we broke down what if, instead of worrying about um, Jose and uh, Pepe and Alejandro coming from Mexico or coming from El Salvador or coming from Guatemala to sell drugs or sell oranges on Sherman William Reseda 
or be a stock boy at Target or rape a 12-year-old girl. Imagine if they strapped bombs to themselves and blew discos up, blew airports up. If that was happening, would the liberals actually give a crap then? Who knows? But that's one thing we can be thankful for. That at least, and it's horrible to say, but at least it's just some rape, drunk driving, vehicular manslaughter. You know, those types of things. In Europe, it's shooting up discos, bombing nightclubs, airports, Christmas gatherings. But I've said it before, I'll say it again, it's only a matter of time. But put that concept on the other shelf. Now, Let's put the concept that you're not allowed to talk about Muslims. You're not allowed to talk about Islam. You're not allowed to question the religion. And what I mean by question, you're not allowed to even say, is it really a religion? Countries that are using the religion as a way to govern, is it really a religion? You have countries like Saudi Arabia. You have countries like Iran. You got countries like Pakistan that use Islam. They use that religion to govern. So does that make it a religion or does that make it a political ideology? Does that make it no different a Democrat a Republican, Green Party. But you see, we're not allowed to question that. We're not allowed to have a legit conversation about that. Because the left labels you Islamophobic, racist, intolerant. So you're not allowed to have this discussion. Not allowed to have this discussion college where you're supposed to be able to have these discussions are you kidding me if you brought this up at a college lecture you'll be shouted down students will run for their safe spaces they'll grab safety pins they'll stick them on their shirts so Obama the Democrats the media have created this culture where you're not allowed to question anything that has to do with Muslims, Islam, anything like that. So that on the shelf. So now you got these three perfect storms to put on the shelf. Because of these things, what have we been seeing? 
quote unquote, a rise in hate crimes. A rise in hate crimes because of Donald Trump, supporters of Donald Trump. Anybody that speaks out against Islam hate crimes. So now, anybody, and I mean anybody, can say, oh, I'm a Muslim, and I was attacked the other night. I was uh, beaten up uh, this night. I was uh, threatened to have my hajib torn off my head and lit on fire. And nobody can push back against that. No one could question that because now you're attacking Islam. You're attacking a religion. How dare you? How dare you question this person? How dare you question this girl? How dare dare you? If they said they were beaten up, then they were beaten up. If they said they were attacked, then they were attacked. Media, liberals, Obama, they created this. They created this scenario. You can't question anything about Islam. You can't question anything about Muslims. You can't question the where, why, any of that. Can't. And you can't question anybody who says I was attacked by someone like you who doesn't like Muslims. Anybody. Anybody can now say, oh, well, this person discriminated against me. This person tried to grab my hajib. This person tried to – because they know that Obama, liberals, Democrats, the media have created an environment where there's not going to be pushback. They've created an environment where you are now proven guilty and you have to fight. For the innocent. Forget innocent. So when these people go, oh, I was uh, beaten up on on a train and I was uh, forced to eat pork or whatever the hell they come up with. Instead of the authorities, instead of people going, ah, you're come on, you're full of crap. But uh, we'll investigate. But ah, this is thin. Now it's, okay, oh my God, oh my, oh Jesus, oh my God, bad people here, bad people there, you're bad, they're bad, everywhere is bad, 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 bad. And then we come and find out, after CNN blasts it, ABC blasts it, BuzzFeed blasts it, MSNBC blasts it, Washington Post, New York Times, after they all blast it, news. It's BS. It's all made up. And it seems like every day now, 
all of these stories, all of these Muslims who are talking about these heinous hate crimes and people ripping my hajib all It's all fake. Every day now, these people's stories have been proven fake. And these are the stories that the media pushed out there. Look at Donald Trump's doing. Look what he's promoting. Look what he's causing. Look at his supporters. Look what they're doing. It's the perfect storm. You have open borders, whether it's in Europe or here in the United States. God forbid you say, we need to have some type of, you know, immigration. Oh, you racist. Okay. Okay, okay, I'm, oh, all right, I'm sorry, all right. You xenophobe, what are you, a, a, a character from American History X? Okay, all right, I'm sorry, okay, all right. Perfect storm. You know, that, that Islam, that, you know, I don't know, is it really, a, you, you, what's wrong with you? Okay, okay, I'm just asking a question, I just think... The whole concept of a country ruling based on religion, you know, that, that's kind of something that we in the United States moved away from because, it, okay, 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 I won't, all right, I won't talk about, hey, are you sure you got beaten up by, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to believe you, okay, all right. Basically, our hands have been tied. We've been beaten into submission. We've been beaten into submission, and it's the perfect storm. It's the perfect storm. San Bernardino. What happened in San Bernardino? Well, you know, I I seen some weird stuff, but I I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want someone to call me an Islamophobic a-hole alone. I mean, we're seeing that on a regular basis. The Anis Amari, this guy over in Europe, he was stopped. He was stopped. The German authorities are like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. You're not supposed to be here. Well, I don't know where my paperwork is. Well, they didn't want to kick him out. Because they didn't want to get heat. They didn't want to get shamed. They didn't want to get anybody to crawl up their asses and say they're prejudiced. That they're kicking out immigrants. And Andrea Merkel's policy is to take. So the authorities there went, "Ah, okay, you know what? Why why even deal with the, just, okay, come on. And the guy was on the radar. Guy was on the radar. Just like the guy at the Pulse nightclub, he was on the radar. The FBI talked to him twice. But, eh, you know, what are we going to do? We can't just keep following. Well, why not? Well, you know, because why? Because Obama and the Obama team and the Democrats... The media will say, you're just following him because he's a Muslim, and how dare you? Uh, 
the perfect storm. It's the perfect storm. Listen, I I don't want to characterize all Muslims, but there's a good majority of them that are not stupid, okay? They're not dummies. They see what's going on. Why do you think they're doing what they're doing? Because they know they can get away with it. Why would, I mean, think about this. That girl who said a bunch of Trump supporters beat her up in the New York City subway, ripped off their hajib, whatever the hell you call it, Sanders did nothing. They did nothing while she screamed for help. I mean, that's a Big story, man. Seriously, that's a big story. And it turned out to be fake. She did it because she was late to go home. She should have been home at a certain time. She didn't want to get in trouble by her Muslim parents. So she made up Dory. That she, she did something that was illegal. Just imagine. What the hell would her dad and mom have done to her if she didn't make up the story? Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Because you know, the, all of these Muslims that pour into the country, they're, so, they're assimilated so well, and they, they learn the American traditions. Well, I, what, the, what the hell were these parents going to do to this girl that she had to come up with a story that goes far, far above and beyond my dog ate my homework. I'm on a subway train. I, I, you know, I'm, I, I get attacked by Trump supporters. People are just watching it happen. And then this story gets played out on all of these major, major media markets. She does interview all of this, so her parents don't do what to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. But, but after the police investigated, they found out she was full of crap. She was full. Of crap. And of course, CNN, Cooper, none of them. Not one of them reported to the extent that it was a hoax as compared to the reporting of what happened. And by the way, don't for one second think this is all also a coincidence that now that Trump won, these hate crimes are being exposed as hoaxes. 
coincidence. Don't think that's a coincidence. All these hate crimes. Oh, hate crime, hate crime there. And nobody vetted any of these stories. I mean, some, uh, again, you're on a subway uh, train and you're being uh, attacked and subway riders are just watching. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a rich story. That, that's not just a little story. And nobody vetted it. The Daily Beast didn't vet it. BuzzFeed did Nobody vetted it. And now all these stories are coming out as being hoaxes after Trump won. Hmm. Coincidence, right? Well, another hoax was just revealed today in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Again, this was an incident that got national attention, just like the girl in the New York City subway. It was a woman wearing a hajib who went to the University of Michigan. She told police that she was approached by a man who threatened to set her hajib on fire if she didn't remove it. Again, this story was on CNN. It was on Huffington Post. It was Chris Hayes, Lawrence O'Donnell, all of the quintessential liberal hipster douchebags talked about this. Oh, my God. What Donald Trump is causing. Oh, my God. It's all weird. Oh, my God. I remember this story. I remember this fake story. And I remember thinking, man, a guy was going to try to light this Muslim girl on fire? Jeez. Oh, my Lord. And I'm a Trump supporter. I'm a Republican. And I heard this story, and I was like, eesh. Wow. I guess that guy, you. So this was everywhere. And guess what? Fake. Fake. This girl made it up. This Muslim made it up. Why? Because they can. There's no pushback. Using the word Muslim or Islam in, forget negative ways, just uttering those words is is like uttering Valdemir in the Harry Potter stories. It's, it's, It's the name that should not be mentioned. And Muslims know it. Muslims know they could get away with it.
they know they can get away with it. They know nobody will question their story, because if you question their story, it's an attack on Islam, it's an attack on Muslims, you're an Islamophobe, you're all the phobes. And of course, during the election, oh man, you could really get away with it. Because nobody's going to question you. So on November 11th, this girl, this student, said a guy ran up to her. I'm going to rip your hajib off. I'm going to light it on fire. You're going to die. Yada, 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 yada. And then he ran away. Well, guess what? After the detectives and the University of Michigan uh, police and the FBI, after they all conducted multiple interviews, reviewed multiple surveillance videos, back and forth with the girl and other supposed witnesses, There were inconsistencies in the story. And guess what? The detectives, the FBI, the University of Michigan police, they all went, "Uh, it didn't happen. This is fake. It was a hoax. It was BS. And now they're talking about filing charges against this girl. So now you have two women, two girls, who are, one could argue, highly educated, considering they're in college, making up elaborate stories of angry white men attacking them, threatening them. One could say trying to kill them because not only that they're Muslims, Donald Trump is running for president and Donald Trump is breeding hate and anger and violence. This is rich. This is rich. And your CNNs, your MSNBCs, your ABCs, they've all made huge stories And if you're CNN and MSNBC, you've had panels discussing these stories, which turned out to be fake. Fake stories. These are fake. And again, conveniently, it's discovered After Trump wins. After he already has the electoral 
college sewed up after. It's not a coincidence. Okay? It's not a coincidence. So that's two fake stories that were pushed by the media of Muslims being beaten up, being threatened, and, of course, Donald Trump and his supporters causing it. And then three, because today they just kept they just kept flying in. And three, third and a final of the stories. And trust me, more and more are going to keep coming out. Okay? More and more are going to keep coming out. Like I said, this is all a perfect storm. This is all a perfect storm. What's going on in Europe, what's going on here with our borders, and what's going on here with not being able to question Muslims, question Islam, question anything whatsoever. And in turn, embracing any cockamamie story that a girl wearing a hajib comes out and says. And then the final, because the person doing the hate isn't an angry white Trump voter. So... Over at Nassau Community College. Okay. And again, this is a story that was covered on what? CNN, MSF, the list. Just, just repeat, okay? Just repeat the list that I say and have said for the last year and a half, two years. Washington Post, New York Times, BuzzFeed, Daily Beast. Uh, Vox, oh God, Cosmopolitan, Teen Vogue, Vogue. And then, of course, you got to throw in all the writers. Ezra Klein, Charles Blow, Pundits, Lawrence O'Donnell, Chris Hayes. Got to throw them all in there. This story, just like uh, the Muslim on the subway, just like the University of Michigan Muslim, National, national coverage. All of these swastikers and, and, and Hitler and KKK and all of these words were sprawled all over the Nassau Community College bathroom. <gasps> Donald Trump is fueling hate speech. Oh, Donald Trump is creator. That's all we heard. Donald Trump. Well... The person that was creating the KKK, the Hitler, the swastikers, was a student by the name of Jaskarita Sanaya. And I know I'm not an expert on Arab names or Indian names, whatever the hell you would classify this name, but 
Jazz Carita. Jazz Carita. J-A-S-S-K-I-R-T-A. Sinai. S-A-I-N-I. I'm sorry. I'm not a Nassau Community College graduate. All right. I went to Bishop Kearney High School in Rochester, New York. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't study in these days. I don't know. Uh, so Sinai scrawled the graffiti in the college's G building on Friday, December 17th. He's also accused of other acts of vandalism, including two incidences on Tuesday and some dating back to October. So he was just a, a, a one-man hate-filled wrecking crew that was like, yeah, everybody's going to blame Trump supporters. Angry, white Trump supporters. Ah, KKK, Hitler. Ah. And Sinai said he did it because he felt... He was being harassed by the Jewish community in his hometown of Plainview. I mean, the mindset, man, of these people, again, not all, but man, I'm late for, 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 I'm late for home, so let me make up a story that a bunch of Trump supporters are beating me up. Like I said, it's the perfect storm. We 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 are in the perfect storm. Ten years ago, none of this stuff would be happening. These Tawana Brawley situations would never have happened. And those of you who don't know who Tawana Brawley is, look it up. Look up Al Sharpton and Tawana Brawley. But Obama, the liberals, the Democrats, the media have created this. They created this. You cry, you whine, and everybody runs and goes, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, and nobody checks. And imagine it's the left that are screaming fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. And yet they're the ones that pump out more fake news than anybody. They created, Hollywood created fake news. Any of those magazines, the Cosmopolitans, uh, the Rolling Stone. What's that one issue that women hold near and dear to them? And I'm not making, uh, I'm not, not mocking them, but date rape, rape on college campuses. That's a, that's a big thing to women. That's a, that's a big thing. I mean, it's a big thing to everybody. Nobody wants to be raped. I don't want to be raped. Rape's no fun. I mean, I'm sure there's exceptions to the rape fun rule. 
you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe like four super hot Victoria's Secret models, and you're like tied to a bed, and they take turns force filleting you. <laughs> maybe, maybe that, maybe that's the exception. Maybe not if they rolled you over, tied you down, and they put on these. 14-inch strap-ons. <laughs> it forced anal rape to. Maybe that's not so fun. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skew to the not fun aspect. And I would say that's the majority of, of rape out there. Well, Rolling Stone does an article. And that's completely fake. So they do an article... Uh, about rape on college campus. You get everybody fired up about it. And you can't question the girl. You can't question what happened. Because now you're insensitive. You're a scumbag. You just want girls to be raped. You're Bill Cosby and Bill Clinton rolled into one. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Then it winds up being fake. All fake. And that is the left. Rolling Stone magazine... Jan Winter, that's hard left. Can't get harder and lefter than Rolling Stone. So the left, they push fake news. It's all about fake news to the left. And what do they say if they try to play the game of fake news on the right? Well, look at Pizzagate. Okay. Okay. And a story that was not pushed on network television, a story that wasn't pushed in the Washington Times and New York Times, your guys' stories are pushed on network TV. Your guys' stories is pushed on the New York Times and the Washington Post, your guy's story, your fake news, is on MTV, it's on award shows, your fake news is mainstream. The right's fake news is on some blogger site or some 4chan uh, 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 I don't, what the, I've never even been on this 4chan uh, Reddit site. I know, I sound like a retard, but Reddit. I'm going to be on Reddit today. Ask me anything. Yeah, F you. How's that? F you, Reddit. Oh, well, what about the stories of Hillary Clinton and her health problems? What, what do you mean? I'm sorry. I think I watched her lose consciousness. That's that's not fake news. That's that's real. What was fake was the media saying she stumbled. What was fake is Hillary Clinton today stumbled, stumbled. That's not a stumble. <laughs> stumble. That that's somebody losing consciousness and people having to prevent her from smacking her face. Against the concrete. That's not a stumble. Sorry. Being dragged 
into a van and leaving your shoes behind is not a stumble. I've never stumbled that had my shoe fall off and then leave it. I've never done that before. The left are the kings and queens of fake news. And these three stories that we've been talking about for the last 25 minutes, half hour, are all pushed every major news outlet. Every single one of them. And not only were they pushed, but they convened panels to discuss what this girl was feeling or what she must have been feeling while she was helpless on the train and these Trump supporters were were screaming at her and these people that were passengers just stood by and watched. A horror. This guy at this college guy at this college I mean this was a story where it was hate crimes on the rise hate crimes on the rise swastikers Hitler Hitler Nazi swat yeah yeah sure yeah angry white Trump supporter looking to cause havoc no no that's not what happened They do this because they know they can get away with it. So we have three. So we have three situations that the media pushed and the media blew up to representing Trump, his, 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 his voters, people of support the rise of hate. You know how it goes. And these are fake. How many more are fake? How many more are fake? When, when, when the, the people from the Southern Poverty Law Center, whatever the hell that group is, that they track all the hate crimes and... And they would go on Lawrence O'Donnell or they'd go on Rachel Maddow and Rachel Maddow would be like, so tell me about it. I want to know. Tell me about And they would list, you know, well, 135 hate crimes uh, for all of 2013. And, and now in the last six months of Donald Trump's uh, president, it's 9,000. Oh, okay. 9,000. Well, what are the exact? Wow, the woman on the subway tra- fake. Wow, look at what's going on in college yet fake. Well, look what happened at the universe fake. How many more are fake? How many more? Are fake? How many more are fake? That's the question. Like I said, it's the perfect storm perfect storm when you have a country that's not on the lookout that's not vigil 
that sits back and goes, well, I can't question this. I can't question that. I can't even ask a effing question. I just got to put my head down and hope and hope nothing happens. It's the perfect storm. It's the perfect storm. No one talks to, and it and it's funny, and I don't know why no one talks to him. Well, I, I do know why, because the things that he says, the left doesn't want people to hear. The things that he says, the left doesn't want people to hear. But that James Mitchell, who just put out that book, Enhanced Interrogation, he's been on Fox a bunch of times, and I've heard him on some radio shows. But he was the guy that basically interrogated uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. And a lot of the stuff that this guy wrote in his book that Khalid Sheikh Mohammed said is either panning out to be true or when you look back at a time after 9-11 and when America was in a heightened sense of like, okay, that doesn't look right. All right, what's happening over there doesn't look right. What's happening over there doesn't look right. And Mitchell even said that, uh, colleague Sheikh Mohammed said that after 9-11, because of the things that we implemented, it stopped a lot of their plans because now America was on lookout. Take your shoes off. Take your belt off. Take your quarters out of your pocket. Basically, get naked before you get on this plane. All right, you got reinforced doors. You got air marshals. And as much as the left wants to pretend it didn't exist, we had a registry. We had National Security Entry Exit Registration System. We had it after 9-11, throughout Bush's uh, first and second term, and Obama had it through his first term. And the program... It's still operational. It's on hold. Obama put it on hold. But those first few years of the Obama administration, it wasn't on hold. Those first few years, it was not on hold. So when you had people coming in from Pakistan, rather they were or whatever, we kept track of 
who they were, where they were going, where they were staying, when they were leaving. Hmm. Why is this person going to Syria? Why is this person why is this person going to Saudi Arabia for six months? What's going on here? We did that. And Khalid Sheikh Mohammed told James Mitchell throughout that time he was being waterboarded and interrogated and force fed hummus in his ass. These are the things. 9-11 style attacks from happening again because we were vigilant. We were on the lookout. So we are now in a perfect storm. We really are. We're not vigilant. We're not on the lookout. You can't question a Muslim. You can't question Islam. can't have a debate about it. You can't question a girl who says, I was beaten up on a train, and I, oh, okay. Oh, God, yes, okay. Okay, we, yes, come, come. Bad, bad white people. Bad Trump supporters. What are you talking about? Bad. Look what you did. I didn't do it. Yes, you did. Well, how do you know I did it? She said it. But I didn't do it. I wasn't there. Well, she said it. Okay, but she's full of crap. Oh, you Islamophobic. You, God, you. And then we find out, oh, sorry. We actually, we didn't even get an apology. That's the best part. No apology. No apology. Instead, the father shaved the daughter's head and eyebrows. I was like, that, that you go. That you go. Nobody gave an apology. The Michigan University student, any apology? Nope. NASA? Nope. No apology. Nothing. Nobody publicizes it on television. So people like my dad, I love him, 79 years old, 78 years old, diehard liberal, only gets his news from CNN. And Chris Matthews doesn't know that the stories that he was told were fake. He doesn't know that. He has no idea. No idea that that girl made that stuff up. Has no idea that the girl in Michigan made it up. Has no idea in Nassau. He has no idea. Because they haven't pushed the hoax like they pushed when it happened and condemning people like me and other Trump supporters. So here we are at a time where you have People die. And listen, what happened in Berlin, don't forget, guys, just happened in Ohio State. Fortunately for us, the kid didn't get his hands on a truck. And that it was just a, a car, like a little, I don't know, a crap box car. 
But what happened in Berlin already happened here. And you notice the media doesn't make that connection. They don't make that. When you're watching Chris Hayes and he's going, we don't know the reason for the attack in Berlin. We don't know yet. Well, what about the attack in Ohio State? You realize that the attack at Ohio State uh, it's pretty sim. Well, just because it's sim, it's like when we have all the stabbings. We have all the stabbings. You got people screaming "Awa Akbar." You got, you got ISIS. Okay, they're that. Yeah, they're with us. Yeah, and it's what? There's no connect. What are you talking about? You got these the Somalis. You got all the, they're, they're stabbing people. It's like every other week they're stabbing people. Well, there's no cadet. We had an attack a year ago at UC Merced. They purposely didn't give the name of the person. They, they purposely held all the information for close to two days. Telling you, thank God, thank God that Hillary Clinton didn't win. We would be in a world, I mean world, of hurt. Be in a world of hurt. Or any Democrat for that matter. Bernie Sanders... Every other aspect of our lives, we always err on the side of caution, right? And people accept that. People encourage it. If you go a half a block for a quart of milk, you put your seatbelt on. Even though the half a block and maybe you're going through a neighborhood, you put your seatbelt on. Forget the fact that it's the law, but you put your seatbelt on. Why? Better safe than sorry. You know, God forbid, what happens if? We live our lives. On the prospects of worst case scenario. You got cars with front airbags, side airbags, the ceiling airbags. You got baby seats that you could practically tie your kid in and throw it off a mountain. And it's like a roll cage. I mean, I got a kid coming in in another month. And I go to the, the, the store, and the car seats they have now, I, I mean, they, they blow your mind. I car seats 15 years ago. It was basic car seats. It was safe, but it was a basic. Now, they got roll cages. I, 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 I kid you not. If, if, you're, if you're not 
the hep on baby stuff. Just go to a baby store and take a look at car seats now. Literally. I know I'm 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 being a little extreme about throwing off a cliff, but I mean literally, I, we we got a car seat with like a roll cage. <laughs> so so you got a car and it's got the airbags and it's you know, crash tested up to 60 miles an hour and it it will roll. I mean, you, you've got cars that are beyond safe. Then you got the baby car seat that's got the roll cage and it's got baby airbags. And you got. And do you really need that stuff? No. But we're better safe than sorry. But as it pertains to terrorism. The Democrats, Obama, the media, have put in our minds, you're overreacting. You're overreacting. It's not better to be safe than sorry. You still want to live your life normally, right? Yeah? Well, the things that you're proposing. What do you mean the things that I'm proposing? How, How am I? If you got somebody on the radar and you go and interview them, and there's no evidence of him doing something at that moment. Don't just walk away and forget about him until he shoots up a nightclub. Follow him. Track him. Put him in a database. Well, I know we're not in dangerous territory, okay? You're not in dangerous territory. Like I've said before, everybody plays that game. Of, you know, you have a better chance of winning the lottery than you do of being in a terrorist attack. Okay, well, tell that to the families of the San Bernardino uh, terrorists. Tell that to the families of the Pulse nightclub terrorists. Tell that to them. Because I'm sure a few months before... They were thinking the same thing. Matter of fact, I'm sure in the bathroom of the Pulse nightclub, while some guy's got his nose buried in a bottle of amyl nitrate, he's got his nose buried in some poppers. Another guy's behind him probing his most intimate of areas. They weren't thinking that some terrorist was going to walk in the club and start shooting everybody. And I bet you five minutes before, while he took a big hit of that popper, someone said, what if a terrorist comes? And he went, oh, man, that's like a shot of winning the lottery. And then, ba 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 And that guy, B.I., interviewed twice. Twice. <laughs> Two different times. And you notice you don't ever hear anything about the wife? Hmm. Kind of strange, right? Coincidence? What happened to the wife? I mean, what happened to that entire case? Just quietly disappeared. Just quietly disappeared. Remember, what have I always said? The way we live, the way this country operates... If it's not on the media 
as far as the news. If the media doesn't cover it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. You don't know. The millions and millions and millions of low-information voters who only get their news, two or three sources, have no clue if those sources don't talk about a certain situation. So if there's no follow-up as far as the wife of the terrorist at Pulse nightclub, then those low-information voters have no idea what happened. Now, someone like me, someone like some of you, who go to, like, every site known to man, some of you go to more, like the Reddits and the 4chans, But we get that information. So it's the perfect storm. Remember that. It's the perfect storm. Obama created this. The Democrats created this. And the media created this. Because just remember this. The media doesn't get affected. The hack tappers and the wolf blitzers and the Rachel Meadows, they don't get affected by terrorism. They don't get affected by any of this. They don't get affected by what happens at the airports. They don't mass travel as far as commuter uh, passenger planes. Hack Tapper doesn't wait in line for the United Air flight with us nobodies. Hollywood, they don't. That's why they preach, save water, conserve water, conserve electricity. Don't leave a carbon imprint. Okay, where are you going? Oh, I'm getting in my limo, then I'm getting on my private jet, and then I'm going to my fourth house that I have in, I don't know, Atlanta, Georgia. That's 775,000 square feet. And I, oh, okay. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Better safe than sorry, Okay. We had a system, National Security Entry Exit Register System. We had it before. We should re-implement it. Shut these borders down. There is no law that says if you're an immigrant, have to be allowed to come here. If you have something to contribute, remember, we're the ones that are doing the favor to the immigrant. It's not the other way around. We're the ones that have 
something to offer. We live in the greatest country in the world. So being allowed to come to this country needs to be based on merit. Why are you coming to this country? What can you do for this country? What can you do to make the people of this country better? Do you have an invention? Can you cure AIDS? What can you do? Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. You could sell oranges on the corner of Sherman Way and Reseda. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, sure. Come on. Yeah, it's great. That's, That's awesome. Come on down. No. 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 Things got to change. Things got to change. Things got to change. There, there, there's no two ways about it. You know, I love when the liberals go, you know, Donald Trump, he's only getting one briefing a week and he's only getting. Okay, what? Well, you know, all these things that are going on. He needs he needs to know what he, all there's just he's gonna he's being handed a country and the, the state of a okay, but his ideas safe you don't like. So so what so he's getting a briefing, okay, whether it's Flynn or one of the other security advisors. And they're going, all right, here, here's your briefing. Um, this criminal, okay, this, this, this criminal, Anise Amari, uh, who ran these people over. Okay, so, he, so they go through the whole, and he goes, okay, uh-huh, and why did they, why did they let him in? Well, they let him in because didn't find the paperwork and they didn't just want to okay so what why didn't they throw them out well because Andrea Merkel has a policy of come on in all right so all right we're not going to do that next well we can't do that sir liberals will freak out well okay you know listen you either have the way the liberals do the things as far as it's, you know, terrorism and immigration, or you have what Trump and people on the right want to do. There, there really is no happy medium. So if somebody goes, well, we got to vet these people better. Okay. What does that mean? Hey, are you a bad guy? No? Are you sure? Okay, so now what? Now you vet them. Then what do you do? Can we keep an eye on them? Can we track? No? Why? Because that's not American? So, again, you go back to what do you do? I would rather be safe 
then sorry. I would rather have immigrants, okay? Rather they're from Iraq, rather from Somalia. I would rather have them be upset because every so a government official is checking up on them then my wife and my child at the Northridge Mall shopping in Macy's and having some Somali refugee stab her in her face I would rather have the refugee, the immigrant, the illegal, whoever, upset and complain to Lawrence O'Donnell than have my wife get stabbed in the face. Sorry. Just my feelings. And just remember what I said. I don't like to predict. Well, I do like to predict. But I don't like to have some of my predictions come true. Because sometimes my predictions are, 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 are pretty doom and gloom. But I'm telling you, telling you, if we do not change how we treat these fake, you know, hate crimes, how we treat Islam and Muslims and, and, and having an honest conversation about them. And immigration and having an honest conversation about that. It's only a matter of time before what's going on happens here. Because instead of Pepe and Alejandro crossing that border and selling dope, or stealing a car, or raping your 85-year-old grandmother. It's going to be Aniz Amari, or someone like that strapped with a bomb, blowing up half a mall. It's Rob's Carry, it's Rob's Carry Show. We're going to take a quick, and I mean quick, break. So don't go away. Don't go away. Don't go away. Don't be retarded. And when we come back, speaking of retarded, we're going to talk about Tom Arnold. I know. This guy, he's still he's still alive. Tom Arnold, we're going to talk about uh we're do, we're going to I don't want to say pop culture. Uh but we are going to talk about some pop culture things. We're just going to wrap it up in a little bit. All right, we'll be right back. Don't go away. It's Baked Alaska. Talking about building the walls, building the walls 10 feet higher. It's Rob Scare, Rob Scare Show. Yeah. Ten feet high. 
You can also uh, follow us on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Uh, you can also listen to us um, on iTunes. We're on iHeartRadio. If you punch in the Rob Zaccari Show, we're on Spreaker. If you punch in the Rob Zaccari Show uh, and uh, Blog Talk Radio, if you punch in the Rob Zaccari Show. Those are all the places you can listen to us. So go there. And you can listen to old shows. You can tell me if the show's good or if it sucks. If, it's, if it sucks balls. And not in a good way. Like, bad way. Like, really, really, really bad. Um, Tom Arnold's back. Yes, Tom Arnold. The guy who made his name... having sex with Roseanne Barr. Yes, Roseanne Barr. You remember Roseanne. And it was Roseanne, well, I think even now she's she's not exactly um, skinny mini. <laughs> it's not exactly, it's not exactly skinny mini, but it was Roseanne, like real, like hideous Roseanne. Like she's she's still kind of hideous, and I got you know she's like a Trump supporter, and I I don't want to be too hard on her, but she's still hideous. Anyways, yes, Tom Arnold, Tom Arnold, the 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 quintessential, like he was doing. You know how you you hear 
women who uh, hook up with famous guys to get a career. Like, example, uh, off the top of my head, um, Russell Simmons, Kamara Lee, and in turn, she became famous. She started that clothing line, Juicy, and before you knew it, she was famous. Uh, Brandy Glanville, another one of those, got with uh, a TV actor, this uh, Sabarese guy. I can't remember his last name. I'm not super hep on this. And I know there's other people that are way more over-the-top famous that have been with uh, women that became uh, celebrities because of the husbands. But I'm just not, you know, fully versed in that. But Tom Arnold was really the first dude to do that. I mean, Tom Arnold was like a nothing, beyond nothing. He was a nobody. And he hooked up with um, Roseanne Barr and got a career. I mean, literally got a career. And then they divorced. And his career managed to last like another few years and then gone. Vanished. So, he's back. He's back. So, he did an interview with the Hollywood Reporter. I think it was the Hollywood Reporter. Where he says he has the tapes of Donald Trump saying... Every offensive and racist thing ever imaginable, including calling his son a retard. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> oh, I mean, that, that, just that, to me, just that is, is just where we are as a country. You can't even use the word retard. You can't even use the word. I mean, think about it. He's saying that Donald Trump said rate, like most racist things and most offensive things he's ever heard, including calling his son a retard. So Tom Arnold puts calling someone a retard on the same level of, say, nigger. I mean, that's what he said. Spick. Guinea. Wop. Faggot. Coon. That's what Tom Arnold's saying. He's saying, retard is the exact same of, I don't know, hey, Arsenio Hall, you dirty nigger. He's saying retard is the exact same thing. That's where we are as a country. That's how much we have been hijacked by the left. That, that, that's how we, I mean, again, 
just using the word you're racist. The word racist really doesn't mean anything anymore. Wear a Halloween costume that depicts somebody uh, in a mariachi band and you are called racist. It loses what racism and somebody who is racist is. I mean, it delegitimizes words like wop and guinea and, and, and coon and nigger and 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 you know whites only bathroom and that's racism that's being a bigot that that's racist language not wearing a halloween costume not going to see the washington redskins <gasps> oh my god you're following a racist team what what are you doing? Then here's Tom Arnold going, he called his son a retard. Are, are you kidding me? Kidding me? Retard? Are you kidding me? I, I've said this before. Man, There's there's got to be... 70, 80, 90-year-old black people that got to just be sitting back when, when they hear the, the, the culture of today talking about racism and oppression and, and, and what a tough time they have. Man, they must sit back and be like, what? <laughs> what? Time? Because you didn't get an MTV music nomination? That's oppression? Are you kidding me? Really? (laughs) Really? Really? Because there's only only four head coaches that are black in the NFL? That's oppression? Really? That's, That's racism? I mean, seriously, the 80, 80, 90 year old black folk, they, they got to just, they just got to just shake their heads and be like, man, you have no idea what racism is. You have no idea what oppression is. You have no idea what struggles are. They look at Jay-Z and Beyonce. There's hundreds of millions of dollars they're worth. Hundreds of millions. Of, and Beyonce's all up there. Black Panthers, power, F the police. Yeah, and you got 90, 80-year-old black people just like, man, I was, I was beaten. I, 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 was, I, 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 was, I was on a bus that was lit on fire. Because I was being driven to a a place to fight, and you're talking about what? You didn't get beat by police. You didn't get a dog attack. What do you got? What do you got? Except millions of dollars. 
sitting on a couch at Oprah. So get out of here. And here we got Tom on. Donald Trump, he said some of the most racist I've ever heard. And he also called his son a retard. Oh, now you lost me there, Tom. You lost me. Use the C word. What, what, what's the C word? Cunt? Oh, my God. Oh, are you kidding me? You're kidding. You're right. You're kidding me. The most offensive word. The offensive word. Really? The C word. The C word. So he said. These tapes have Trump using all sorts of foul language. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. And I guess the uh, interviewer said, um, why, uh, why did you, why do you have the tapes in the first place? Why didn't you release them before the election? And Tom Arnold said the people who sent the clips to him worked on The Apprentice and they put together a compilation of Trump saying controversial things as a funny Christmas video. As they didn't expect the real estate mogul to win the election. So when the people sent it to me, it was funny. Hundreds of people have seen these. It was sort of a Christmas video they put together. He wasn't going to the president of the United States. Now, does anybody really believe this? Seriously, does anybody really believe this? Does anybody really believe this? Or is this just Tom Arnold once again trying to glom on to something? Just just something to make him relevant again. Because according to him, hundreds of people have seen this video. Which means hundreds of people have this video. You're going to tell me that hundreds of these videos exist and nobody presented it to anyone in the press? Really, guys? Come on. Hundreds of people have seen these because it was a Christmas video. Hundreds. Just think about that. The media, Democrats, the Never Trumpers were desperate. Anything. To Barry Trump. Anything. And Tom Arnold is saying that there were hundreds of these videos in circulation. Yeah. Okay. I would say this is fake news. 
Arnold says, when it became clear that Trump had a realistic chance of taking to the uh, taking the White House, Arnold says Hillary Clinton, as well as the new Apprentice star Arnold Schwarzenegger's the eighth, got involved and wanted the tapes released. The Sunday before the election, I got a call from Schwarzenegger, CAA agent, sitting next to Clinton. They said, I need you to release him saying the N-word. I said, well, now these people, the two editors and an associate producer, are scared to death. They're scared of his people. They're scared that they'll never work again. There's a $5 million confidentiality agreement. Okay. Hundreds of people seen the video. Hundreds of people people the, these 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 editors didn't make the video and then have hundreds of people come to their house to watch Donald Trump using the most racist language in the world these videos were made and sent to people okay now tom arnold is saying That Schwarzenegger's agent called him while Hillary Clinton was sitting next to him. Like, she's a 16-year-old girl. Call, 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 mother. Okay, call, call. You kidding me? Seriously, you kidding me? So it's the CAA agent. Tom, I'm sitting here with Hillary. Hi, Tom. Hi. Hi, Hillary. How are you? I'm good. Listen, we really want you to release the tape of Donald saying, you know, nigger. Oh, well, uh, you know, uh, Hillary and CAA agent. Is Arnold in their room, too? Hello, Tom. Hi, you we really want you to release the video for it. Well, guys, uh, the editors, you know, they're, they're, they have a non-compete. They are a non-disclosure. They have a, I, I love all of these non-disclosure agreements that everybody talks about, but yet they all got information from people that signed a non-disclosure agreement. Well, how did they get the information from a person that signed a non-disclosure agreement? That makes no sense. Every Daily Beast article was Ashwan Mashman or Olivia Nunzio. We got information that Donald Trump called uh, George Lopez a dirty, filthy wetback. We got it from one of our sources uh, who signed a confidentiality agreement. Well, okay, if he signed a confidentiality agreement, he's not supposed to be telling you. Then he broke the confidentiality agreement. How does this work? How does this So why are we believing you, Olivia Nunzio? Huh? Why are, how are we... 
how are we reading a story that is not supposed to be fake news? How are we reading a story from somebody referencing a source that signed an agreement not to discuss what they're discussing? What? What? What is this? So Tom Arnold's got video that a bunch of editors who signed a confidentiality agreement made and sent to a hundred or so people. But he can't give the video to Hillary Clinton or Arnold because they signed a confidentiality agreement. Oh, my God. Come on, man. And this is the type of stuff that, you know, CNN, Anderson Cooper, Don Lemon, Wolf Blitzer, Hack Tapper, the New York Times, they, they actually will talk about this and look at you with just a serious face like, this is news and this is fact. And what do you think of that? Donald Trump using the N-word. Oh. It's like, dude, this is a bullshit story. This is a bullshit story by a guy who got a career from having sex with the most disgusting comedian next to Amy Schumer. I don't know who's more disgusting, Amy Schumer. Well, let me throw in Lena Dunham. But she's not really a comedian. But Roseanne Barr? Roseanne Arnold, whatever the hell she's got, Roseanne? Oh, my God. You want to talk about sport effing, you'd have to take two Viagra, pound a fifth of Jack, before you hit that. And that's, that's true sport effing. True sport effing, my friends. So then Arnold went on to say, don't forget, he said the CAA agent called with Hillary next to him. I mean, just, just take that in for a minute. Seriously, take that in for a minute. CAA agent, okay, big shot, who it is, who knows, and Hillary Clinton. So then Arnold goes on to say, he doubts that it would have made any difference. I think if the people that like him saw him saying the N-word, he's sitting matter-of-factly in front of there. In front, uh, there has to be about 30 people there. And he's matter-of-factly saying all this stuff. So I think they would have liked him more. You know, the people. Him for being politically incorrect. Okay. Sure the Christmas video that Hillary Clinton and the CAA agent wanted called Tom Arnold up. And on top of that, he called his son a retard. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I don't know what it was. And that segues us into the Russians, ladies and gentlemen, are at it again. 
Why this hasn't made headlines, I don't know. I don't know why this hasn't made headlines. But you all remember Aaron Hernandez, right? The tight end for the Patriots that got convicted of uh, uh, basically orchestrating uh, the murder of one of his friends or associates. You remember that? Well, his lawyers were in court because they're claiming, kid you not, and hey, I think this needs to be taken serious. I think this needs to be taken serious. It's no joke when you're talking about the Russians and the fact that they are hacking our institutions. This isn't a joke. First it was our election. You know, they hacked the election. You know, they had guys in big furry hats outside of the election booth scaring Democrats away from voting. They had their computer experts switching all the votes in the computers from Hillary to Trump. At the polling places where they had the boxes and it was a paper ballot, they had their KGB officers with ballot boxes that were pre-stuffed with Trump to swap out. Remember, what the Russians did, they hacked our elections. So we have to take them serious. This is a big deal, okay? To millions and millions of people, Donald Trump is not their president because the Russians hacked our election according to the media. Well, this has to be taken serious. An all-star tight end. One of the greatest football teams in the history of sports. Could possibly be doing time because of Russian hacking. Jesus Christ. This is serious. Okay? And just like we need to take serious the Russians hacking our elections, we need to take serious the Russians hacking the phones to keep Aaron Hernandez in prison and not playing tight end for the New England Patriots. According to Aaron Hernandez and his lawyers, the Russians hacked his jailhouse phone calls. This is serious business. It's a serious business. And they want any of that information thrown out. They want a new trial because that is a violation of client attorney privileges. Goddamn Russians. First, it was our election, and now, the National Football League. God damn it! Hernandez's attorney, George Leonatre, 
insisted this week that the Russians release the contents of Hernandez's phone calls in an effort to damage his defense. Hey, this has to be taken seriously. It's not a joke. This is legit. This is not a joke. They don't say, oh, why would the Russians care about their Aaron Hernandez? No, no. Listen to me. The National Football League, okay? The National Football League. In some ways, the National Football League is bigger than our presidency. Let's face it, the Super Bowl gets bigger ratings than the first debate between Trump and Hillary. Trump and Hillary did something like 80 million viewers. Ladies and gentlemen, the Super Bowl, 100 million viewers. So I ask you, why wouldn't Vladimir Putin hack Aaron Hernandez's phone calls? To throw chaos and the integrity of the National Football League is just something that the Russians and Vladimir Putin would want to do. You attack our electorate. You attack our voting machines. You attack our ballot boxes. You put Ruskies outside the, the, the voting doors. And then you attack the National Football League. Why is it I'm the only one outraged by this? Where's the Democrats' outrage? What is going on? I get it. The electorates have already cast their votes. I, I, I get it. Pumping out uh, on the, the, the newspapers, the t- to, to the electorate, uh, the Russians, the Russians, you need to change your vote. You 35, you got to change your vote. You can't vote for Joe. I get it. It's over. What's the point of pumping that information? But this is serious. This is serious. We need to get to the bottom. And now, the Russians hacking Aaron Hernandez, ladies and gentlemen. This is bigly, okay? This is bigly. Could be the Russian hackers, the lawyer said. They were able to get in the back door of the system. We don't know. We don't know. But this all started when discussions into how the technology company that's responsible for the jail phone system had allowed an unknown person to gain access to the phone records. That's Putin. That's Vladimir Putin. You attack our elections, and now you attack the N. F. This is serious. Somebody, somebody better call John McCain. 
Somebody better call his friend Lindsey Graham. Wipe that brown thing off his mouth, the, his, the dirty Sanchez that him and McCain like to do. Somebody better get on this right now. The lawyer said the phones were hacked. We don't know who hacked them. But we need to get to the bottom of it. Because it was a violation of his client's privacy. And the calls were hacked after Hernandez transferred to a Boston jail during his first murder trial. I'm outraged. I'm, I'm fucking outraged, okay? I just swore. They're going to have to bleep this. They're going to have to bleep it. They're going to have to do a five-second delay dump. But I'm outraged. How dare the Russians hack Aaron Hernandez's phones? But this is where we got to draw the line as Americans. This is where we got to draw the line. Hacking our voting, hacking our machines, sending people like Ivan Drago all across the United States to vote. And now? I mean, New England, think about this. What does the New England Patriots represent? Look at their colors. Okay? Look at their colors. Look what they represent. Tom Brady, good looks, that boyish charm, that that devilish smile, supermodel wife. New England. It's like our our roots of, of who we are as America. Huh? Of course the Russians are going to want to hack that. You hack the presidency and you hack the Patriots. Jesus, of course. What's wrong with you? This is an attack on America. Again, two times. Two times. This has to be dealt with. It has to be dealt swiftly. Quickly and justly. Someone needs to call Putin up and say, listen, I told you to quit it. Okay? I told you to knock it off. And apparently you didn't knock it off. And I let it slide because it was just the Democrats. It was Donna Brazil. Okay, I get it. You know, I know she's a jerk off. I get it. But when you hacked Aaron Hernandez and the New England Patriots and the NFL, that's where I draw the line. That's where I, Barack Hussein Obama, draw the line. So Vladimir Putin, you're in deep, deep trouble. You're in deep trouble. Yeah, you are. You're in deep trouble. Do it again for the second time. It's Rob Scary. It's Rob Scary Show. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to wrap everything up. It's 9.03 p.m. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
Okay, we'll be we're gonna be quick. Don't be crybabies. Okay, don't be crybabies. Don't be crybabies. Let's listen to the Trump train. Are you? Are you? Coming to the train Led by a man Who wants to break the chains Establishment is terrified They can't control his reign Let's meet this year On the Trump train Are you, are you Coming to the train Where brave men called out For a wall built by crane Media is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. Are you, are you coming to the train? Where brave men calls out the fools who lead in vain. Lobbyists are terrified they can't control our reign. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. Are you, are you coming to the train? Path of hope, side by side with me. Make America great again, break the chain. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. And we are going to be respected by the world again and not laughed at like we're all a bunch of stupid people being led by incompetent politicians. It's not going to go on any longer. Are you, are you coming to the train to take our great country back again? Join the revolution, break the chains, let's meet this year. On the Trump train. We're going to win at the borders. We're going to win. And we're going to keep winning. And we are going to... All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. We are live. It's Rob Zuccari. It's Rob Zuccari Show. In the beginning of the program, I told you guys about my experience today at eating at Farmer Boys. Uh, I just want to give you an update. Uh, it is still making my stomach gurgle. It is still making my stomach gurgle gurgle. So if a farmer boys is near you, I highly suggest you stay away. That's all I'm going to say. And I hate to sound like Trump in this moment, but McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, I don't eat Burger King that much, but your traditional Fast food places that we all make fun of have never given me the gurgles or a couple other independent burger places, Tommy's Burgers. Now, rather, it's uh, a better processed meat, uh, rather, it's uh, the way they prepare the food, I don't know, but two nights ago or three nights ago, might have been four nights ago, I had McDonald's, and I don't eat McDonald's a lot, it's not like I consume all the time, but I was fine, had a uh, 
quarter pounder, had some french fries, and even had some chicken nuggets. Fine, beautiful. No gurgles, no problem. Today I had farmer boys, and I feel like my insides are going to fall out. Literally, I feel like my insides are not only going to fall out, but they are rotting as we speak. Just throwing it out there. All right. It's Rob Scary's Rob Scary Show. I was getting a lot of people uh, emailing me uh, during not just this last break, but the break before, wanting me to talk about diversity, the lack of as it pertains to dwarfs. Now, about a week ago, we talked about uh, dwarf diversity. And why there was no talk of dwarf equality, dwarf diversity as it pertains to government positions. And I said we will explore this at a later time. Now, we don't have the time to get into the weeds on dwarf diversity. But I've got stats, i got numbers, and I'm promising you, I'm promising you tomorrow we will get to dwarf diversity. I know some of you that are new to the show are going, what what is going on? But about a week or so ago, when the media was going crazy, that Trump only had, uh, you know, four women, one black, all white guys. Where is the diversity? I said, you know, how about dwarfs? How about that diversity? Why does nobody care about dwarfs? Why does nobody say, hey, why don't they have a dwarf for Secretary of State? Teeny tiny little dwarf. Like Game of Thrones dwarf, Peter Dinkle, Secretary of State Peter Dinkle. Pretend he's not Peter Dinkle. Pretend he's just Peter Dinkle the dwarf. He's the Secretary of State. Secretary of State Peter Dinkle. Secretary Dinkle. And he goes doing his dwarf walk. They have to pull a box out, stands up on the box, gives a speech. We're going to be tough. He waves that little dwarf hand. We're going to be tough. We're going to be tough on Russia. <laughs> you don't see that. And we talked about that. Secretary of Defense, Peter Dinkle. No. So that's diversity. No football head coach had coach Dinkle, a little dwarf running down the sidelines. That's diversity. When you see the hands, the posters, and the black hand, the the white hand, which I never understood the whole diversity poster, because you got a black hand, you got a white hand, you kind of got a a brownish hand, like a black brown, but like 
a Brown where you're like, oh, it could be like an Indy. But then there's other hands. You don't know what hands those are attached to. You don't know if that hand is an Asian hand. You don't know if that hand is a gay hand. The pinky's not out. It's just five hands. Black hand, white hand, kind of a brown hand. Like a lighter than the black hand. Maybe like an Obama shade. And then you have like a Nigerian shade. And then the three other hands. You don't know what those hands are. They're white hands. So where's the diversity? A black, a brown, and then a white, 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 white. It's not diversity. You don't know if it's gay. You don't know if it's Asian. The brown hand could be Mexican, could be Hispanic, could be Latin. You don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe you got a a white hand, a Hispanic hand, and then a black hand. But the four other hands, don't know what they are. Is it a gay hand? It's not a dwarf hand, or it'd be a little baby hand. A little baby hand. A little, but then you don't know if that's a dwarf hand or if it's just somebody that has the baby hand disease syndrome. It's not a syndrome. It's not a, right? It's a syndrome. It's not a disease. If you have a baby hand, like that Serge Kalabati, the New York Times reporter that everybody said Trump made fun of, he's got baby hands. That's not a disease, right? Is that an affliction? What does that classify as? The only time I've ever seen that is in Scary Movie with Chris Elliott. And he goes, oh, do you want me to stir the mashed potato? (laughs) The baby hand. So if there was a baby hand in the diversity hands, is it a dwarf hand or is it just somebody like that Serge Kavlowski or Chris Elliott from Scary Movie with a baby hand and an affliction? You don't know. All I'm saying, you don't know. I think they got to change those diversity posters. Get rid of the hands. Put faces. Black face. Black face. Chinese face. Japanese face. Korean face. A dwarf. Dwarf face. And you can't, because dwarfs come in two different styles. You have a dwarf that looks like a full-grown person with all their features, except they're like four foot two. And they're the kind of dwarf that people wouldn't necessarily look at you if you rolled out at a club with. They'd be like, wow, that person's kind of small, but they don't have them stubby little arms and them stubby little legs and the ass that sticks out and the big, giant, dwarfy forehead. They don't have that. They seem to have stopped growing when they were 15. But then there's the dwarf. Stubby hands, stubby legs, big forehead. The type of dwarf that you would get looked at going out to a club with. So what kind of dwarf would you put in the diversity picture? Would you put the dwarf that you can't tell is a dwarf? Because then that kind of defeats the purpose of diversity. Or would you put a dwarf that looks like a dwarf? And then if you're going to do that, 
What about someone who's retarded? Since we were talking about the retarded, isn't that diversity? Now, are you going to say you can't serve at a cabinet level or something of that nature if you're retarded? Why? Retarded people are people. Why can't you? What's the problem? Diversity should mean everything. Gay, straight, dwarf, black, Chinese, retarded. Should be all. Just saying. But we'll talk more about that tomorrow. Okay? We'll talk more about that tomorrow. And don't forget. Farmer boys... (laughs) Tear your insides out. All right. So real quick to, to, to close everything off. And it's such a great article uh, on the um, Daily Caller. I like the Daily Caller. You guys never checked out the Daily Caller? Check it out. It, it, it's a pretty good site. It's a right. Okay. It's a, it's a right site. Okay. It's, 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 it's us on the right. Now, they did this great piece, and I found it fascinating. I, I really did. And I was like, man, I got to just, just talk about it a little. Since we're constantly discussing fake news, 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 fake news. And so the Daily Caller did a breakdown of these fake news sites. And just how popular they are. Now, what's great about it is it puts numbers to stuff that I've been saying, which is fake news. Rather, it's Pizzagate or um, Hillary Clinton had a you know a, a mechanical catheter heart monitor under her pantsuit whatever these stories were on sites that don't necessarily get a lot of traffic it's not like when CNN or ABC or MSNBC put out the Muslim who got attacked which She didn't get attacked. It was a hoax, but it reaches millions and millions of people. So I've always said a low-information voter has no idea what is going on in the fake news web sphere. And if you play into the liberal narrative that all Trump supporters are dumb and ignorant and just retarded. That's the only way you can put it. Then I would say it would be highly unlikely that those supporters would be tech-savvy enough to be popping in and out of fake news sites and ingesting all of this 
fake news. So what the Dave Caller did was they did a breakdown. And to put it in perspective, the Denver Guardian, which uh, was covered by the Washington Post, Times, as being a um, fake news site. And they have fake news. Okay? Their ranking is 91,688 in web traffic, which uh, it's ranked by a site called Alexa. Now, our site, uh, sites that I had in the entertainment industry years and years and years ago, use to get an Alexa rating of one, to get an Alexa rating of two, a thousand, five thousand. 10,000. If you can get an Alexa rating of like one, you are like the greatest trafficked website in the history of mankind. But that's how the numbers work. So, this site, the Denver Guardian.com, 91,000 web traffic in the U.S. And to put everything in perspective, that site is one of the main sites that pumped out fake news that influenced the election. That voters in Michigan and Wisconsin and Ohio, and we're like, oh, Clinton, Pizzagate, they're all, wow, they're this site is 84,000 slots behind the website of Virginia Community College. (laughs) So the Virginia Community College which has a website. Hey, come to our school. It's the greatest school in the world. You can come here and play volleyball, and you can, uh, I don't know, tell people if you're a Muslim that you got attacked by angry white people, and we could do a report, whatever. That site has more traffic than a site that the Washington Post and the New York Times uh, said, referencing the Denver Guardian uh, influence the election. The media doesn't do any pushback when a Muslim says they were attacked by all these angry white Trump supporters. Just like they don't do any pushback when somebody says the Denver Guardian, they're responsible for influencing this election. Millions and millions of people went to that site and they went, oh my God, all these stores, I can't believe it. I can't vote for Hillary Clinton. I got to vote for Trump. Not one person in the newsroom went, hey, let's check out some stats. 
Not one person went, hey, how can this website be uh, so influential if their numbers are that? Um, well, their numbers are less than a community college website. It's kind of like the time we talked about uh, MSNBC doing the story about the Christmas party at the uh, Trump Hotel in Washington. How a completely made-up story made its way on MSNBC, made its way through a, a panel, made its way through line producers, uh, uh, segment producers. Because remember, that was a segment. They said, and went, okay, in this 15-minute chunk, we're going to talk about this, and this 15, we're going to have this panel, we're going to have that. So that was a segment. And not once did anybody in the newsroom go, hey, maybe we should verify this before we get five people on a panel or four, however many were on the panel, before we dissect Fox News having a Christmas. Not one person. Not one person. Instead, they do the story, and after they get called on it, the next day, the anchor goes, I just want to say that I'm sorry. I said something that was not true. All right. Now, let's talk about the Denver Guardian and the influence they have. So, it's the same thing. These, these fake news sites got garbage traffic. You can't be an influential site. You can't be a mover and shaker in the internet tech world or whatever the F you want to call it if you get no traffic to your site. That's why dummies like me do what we do and try to build an audience so we could go uh, to a Fox or uh, a Cumulus Radio or, or, or somebody and say, look, I have 25,000, I have 50,000, I have 80,000 people that listen to me. This occurs on a daily basis. I think I can benefit your program. I think I could benefit your radio. I think I could do this. And then they go, oh, okay, so you got this many people. Well, let's see. If you have 85,000 people or uh, 10,000 people or 5,000 people or 1,000 people or 100 people, if you have this amount of people and you're doing it yourself, okay, that could translate. And we have a host here, uh, Steve Dushy or whoever the, you know, Chris Hayes. And we have, uh, let's see, he's on a network. We promote him. We did this in only 175,000. But not one person in the media world went, okay, so you're telling me this website that has fake news on it is the website that influenced the election. Yes, this is what we're saying. Okay, let's do some, uh, some, some research. And you would think someone would come back and go, hey, man, do you realize that a, a website about people sniffing each other's farts has more traffic than this site? Oh, really? 
yeah, how the f- are we going to run a story saying that this site, this site is one of the sites that converted millions and millions of people voting for Hillary to Trump? How are we going to do that when this site doesn't get the amount of traffic that a fart sniffer site does? They don't. Instead, they pretend that information doesn't exist out there. And the Washington Post, New York Times, MSNBC, they push the story. Fake news sites, fake news sites, fake news sites. Another site is one called the Patriot News Agency. Now, remember this story. The New York Times had this site. This is a horror. Oh, my God. This uh, I mean, it was right on the corner. I know. I go to Starbucks. Horrible. I should boycott Starbucks. Cause hipster douchebag place. I get it. But, fuck, man. The coffee is just... Coffee's good. All right. Well, it's not that good, but the convenience of it is. All right? The convenience, plus, my girl likes it. And, you know, you're doing a little walk. Hey, let's go to Starbucks. If there was another place like that, like Gloria Jeans... I would go to it, but we don't have a Gloria Jean near us, okay? Anyways, I was in there looking at the article, and I'm like, Patriot News Agency? Okay, well, so this is the site? This is the site that, that influenced the election? And the stats on Patriot News Agency is even less than the Denver Guardian. Patriot News Agency is ranked 184,898. Their Facebook page has 113 total likes. I have more fucking likes than the Patriot News Agency site. And the Patriot News Agency site is the site that is supposed to have gotten Donald Trump elected. And this is what we have to deal with. This is what we have to deal with. That's why I say, yes, we won this election. But just because we slayed Goliath one time doesn't mean we're going to slay Goliath every time. And we have to be vigil. Listen, our foot is on the gas right now. Our, 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 our hands are on the bat, and we're swinging it, and we're bashing heads. We can't stop. Okay? You know, zombies, they just keep coming. No matter how many zombies you kill, these sons of bitches are always still there. Kill 100 zombies. Everybody high-fives each other, sits around a campfire, has some pork and beans, and then bang, whole nother slew of fucking zombies pop up. That's the media. That's the liberals. That's the Democrats. So just because we beat them this time doesn't mean we're going to beat them every time. Now, we will beat them every time if we never let up. We can never let up because they're going to keep pushing whatever bullshit that they push. 
Remember, New York Times, Washington Post, MSNBC, CNN, they all pushed Patriot News Agency. Uh, you know, the Denver, uh, uh, <laughs> the Denver, whatever the hell it was. They pushed these things. They pushed this stuff. And these sites have zero traffic. You have colleges that have more traffic than these sites. Now, how do you explain this to somebody like my dad who's 79 years old? You don't. That's why I said we can't let our foot off the gas. Because until we can actually control that type of information, until we have networks, airports, and car dealerships, until that happens, we're going to constantly be fighting the CNNs and MSNBCs. Because they're going to keep pushing stories like the Patriot News Agency is the reason that Donald Trump won. And low-information voter has no idea that the Patriot News Agency has 113 total likes on Facebook. And the New York Times and Washington Post prints these stories because they know that their readers that those low-information voters aren't going to check. Some of them don't even know how to check because they're people like my dad that are 79 years old. He can barely work the remote. He can barely work the remote on the TV. When I talk to him on the phone, he still hasn't mastered the concept of taking his hearing aids out. So all I hear is a humming and a whistling for about a minute and a half. So it's a good article. If you want, check it out. It's the Daily Caller. And you can see the numbers they're talking about. It's good. It's good, like I said. I like the uh, the Daily Caller. I, go, I do Breitbart first, then I do Daily Caller. Then I switch and go to CNN. And then I go to HuffPost and Daily Beast. Remember, you always got to know what the hell the other side is doing. You always got to know what Ashwan Machman at the Daily Beast or Olivia Nunzio is doing. You always got to know. Just like I listened to the Never Trumpers, the Megan McCain's. Got it. You got to know what they're doing. Got to listen to her big, stupid, just I that big old flopping, dirty mouth. It's like a retarded valley girl Who got a job Because her dad Says her and ran for president So never forget Always got to listen to what they're doing Sometimes I'll listen to Beck At least twice a week Not the whole three hours Or I want to kill myself But at least the first 20-25 minutes 
All right. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. Listen to me. We're done. We're out of here. It's time to go. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget, follow us on Facebook. Get our likes up so we can get more likes than uh, the Patriot News Agency. <laughs> All right? So go there, like us. Uh, go to Spreaker, like us. Uh, uh, listen to us. Go to iTunes. Go to Twitter. Go to all those places. It's Rob's Carrot. It's Rob's Carrot Show. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget, 7 p.m. West Coast time. And... Uh, That's it. We're out of here. You guys are the best. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.